0: doing on the podcast. It is nine minutes past nine, and I said that at nine seconds into the podcast on the 25th of January, in the 2021st year of our Lord. Um, so we've lost January already, and um, truth be told, I don't know if I've made much of it Um, uh, I don't know so over the weekend um, I completed what can only really be described as a borderline borderline monumental task and that was to clean my room no, this wasn't a, you know, uh, I've not been kind of spurred on by the Jordan Peterson or the, you know, the retired um, naval naval general or anything like that. I don't even know if you can be a general in the Navy or if you're a general only in the Army. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Admiral, who knows? I just know there's a famous thing. He's like, if you want to be successful in this world make your bed and the way he says it the way he says you know he pauses and then delivers the make your bed line the way he does all that is kind of both you know the work of a a true you know someone who really knows uh you know what they're talking about and they're confident i like that but then also there's a sort of smarminess, like he kind of just laid it on a little too much. and I kind of lost respect for the whole play. You know, he was kind of like, I don't know. I, uh, it, just tonally, slightly too much. Make your bet. Like, yeah, 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 shut up. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. Nice sentiment, but you've kind of said it in almost a condescending way, and now, now you've lost me. Um, anyway... As as described, kind of, or sorry, as 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 you can imagine from that uh, from my sort of fifteen second rant there. No, I I didn't make my bed because a retired admirable admiral admirable, a retired admirable admiral said so, um, or Jordan Peterson or any other, you know youtube (laughs) like self-help guy said um no i did it because my mum made me (laughs) she said she basically issued an ultimatum and you can imagine how ratty i was at it um you know i've touched wood there by the way for anyone who's thinking about it yeah i know you're not neither am i i just did it um But yeah, I was, you know, hated it, absolutely hated it. But she was like, this is my house. (laughs) I mean, you can only imagine how bad it was, but she was like, this is my house. And I can't have your room ruining the house. (laughs) So, uh, and she was like, because we went into lockdown again, however long ago, three weeks ago now, couldn't, you know, I wish it was longer. It, it ain't going to be longer. Um I'll go into that shortly. But she kind of was like, you know, well, because we're locked down um, and I'm not working, then, you know, there's going to be some, I've got to do something about it. And in hindsight, yes, there was mold growing up the walls. What can I say? I didn't have time for it. And she was like, well, I need to get rid of that. And I was like, what? I couldn't, to be honest, I couldn't actually tell that it was there. But now it's been painted, I can tell that it was there. So fair enough. But um, yeah, I would say it was only a minimal, a slight issue rather than a big issue, but whatever. Um, And yeah, (laughs) so she sort of issued that ultimatum and we kind of did half and half i say half and half she still did quite a, an awful lot she did i've obviously still been working so i've been you know working and while she's been doing while i've been doing that she's kind of been in here painting um she only painted one wall so that's not you know you don't need to give her too much praise um but yeah she painted that wall white um which is good makes a room feel bigger and more spacious bigger more spacious same thing you big idiot um so yeah there's that um but the kind of organizing cleaningy bit i've done so on the side on the side of my bed i used to basically just put my clothes because i was kind of like i need them to hand because in the morning when i'm getting ready and stuff for anything i don't really want to be like looking for stuff. I quite like the ability to just have socks there. And I'll just from the pile of socks pick them out and then wear them. <laughs> Cause that's kind of what you do with clothes. You pick them out and wear them. Um and yeah, and the same then applied to T shirts and then hoodies and then jeans and trousers. And then you end up with your entire wardrobe on the floor to the right of you. And you feel like that's okay because you're a twenty five year old um guy with basically no prospects of um having a visitor in your bedroom because um you know firstly at the age of 25 you don't really have your friends around <laughs> to like go to your room <laughs> you know you don't have sleepovers anymore and uh, you don't like well, I mean, sometimes you do, but like, I don't know, the idea of having a friend round to my house and saying, right, let's go upstairs to my room, just seems a bit suggestive, I guess, or also just kind of weird. Um, this is my room, my sanctuary. Don't tarnish it with your presence. Um, and of course, obviously, um, female companions um, that's never not really ever been an issue for me. Um, as far as entering my room, it's not really been a danger. So I've not considered the idea of, you know, maybe I should make it presentable, but perhaps that's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. If you see what I mean, it could be that I figured my room was so terrible that there was no need to even consider the possibility of it. Um, although there's probably a deeper and also kind of more tragic and um, just generally a bit more um, downtrodden story behind um, kind of my um, misfortune, shall we say. I don't even think it's misfortune. I think it's kind of, you know, um, sidelineship in terms of, um, you know, courtship females maybe maybe episode 1000 we'll get into it when um you know when I'm when I'm comfortable enough I don't to be honest I'm making it sound like there's any kind of real story there there actually isn't I'm just kind of whatever um but yeah I've cleaned my room what is funny though is in doing so i have kind of disturbed a probably a fungal um population an ecosystem in the in the room um most likely housed in the socks i'd like to think that kind of you know certain molds gravitated to certain colors of socks and perhaps there was kind of factions you know warring factions of of fungi living amongst the socks and it kind of almost you know at the side of my bed kind of um a kind of fungal game of thrones might have ensued without me even knowing um because certainly after the extermination of it all um you know i feel as though i've i've um, exterminated multiple houses worth of fungi um i felt dreadfully ill last night um and that was kind of last night was where i ended the the um the room cleanup effort the job was done virtually um and yeah i woke up this morning um probably (sighs) As the fungi and dust that had entered my lungs and my general respiratory system, as as it had all kind of you know settled down and and um, and and embedded itself within within me, I woke up this morning feeling feeling rough, um, ill, generally ill. Um, however, I I knew not to fear it because the last you know after phase one. Because obviously, this needed to be a phased project. This was not a quick fix. This wasn't a couple of hours in the evening. It was a. Um, this was a job. After phase one, I, I felt similarly ill, um, and I had theories about this. But um, yeah, I've been proven um, that. Yes, I. I believe I. I let my, my bedroom get um, sort of filthy to the extent where disturbing it will make meal (laughs) for 24 hours so this morning i had some vitamins and then i also had a barocca coffee went for a really sort of slow and cumbersome run but that's because last night i for some reason um after having a shower decided to do the um deepest squat i can possibly muster um not sure why except for the fact that i i find squatting to be kind of i feel quite good after doing three <laughs> quite like doing three bodyweight squats just randomly say if i'm waiting for the kettle to boil do a couple of squats goblet squats with nothing in my goblet and um yeah just really enjoy the sort of the the I won't say fire, but the kind of the the little tingles in the leg um, afterwards. But yeah, I woke up this morning with a sore ass and um, a torn hamstring, <laughs> pretty much hairline tear in the hamstring. So I kind of went for a very light run today. Um, you know, with minimal lung capacity given the the amount of, uh, fungus and, um, dust in there. And also, you know, a hairline hamstring tear. So yeah, today's been, um, yeah, I wasn't fully on form. I I can certainly say that, um, just now though I've had a single beer, um, because we don't have any juice in the house, which is disappointing to me. Um, Juice was something I'd gone without for a long period of time, but um, I've been slowly introducing it back into my life as a bit of a, you know, I think juice is a fairly, um, what's the word? Kind of harmless, a harmless treat. When I say juice, I mean kind of like, you know, like an orange juice or an, or a, possibly as far as a robinson's from concentrate but nothing too sinister you know i'm not drinking monster um which you know as a as a concept doesn't i I just feel like i feel like i can't take a person seriously if that if if that's their drink of choice (laughs) why are you drinking monster You're a human being. Um, Yeah, so there's that. Um, So, yeah, because there was no juice, I was like, well, I guess I have to have a beer on this Monday night at half eight in the afternoon, evening. Um, Interested to know whether that means I'm going to sleep well tonight. Speaking of sleeping well, I had a really good dream this morning. I think I woke up at about seven-ish, possibly even earlier, maybe about six. I didn't wake up up but I'd yeah I had been woken up by something maybe a noise outside and I saw the time on my um, alarm clock so I knew it was that but I I kind of like that was one of those blissful moments where you know you can get back to sleep and you've got at least you know an hour and a half two hours before you actually have to get up so that's brilliant so I did that and I actually went to sleep and had like a good dream like a kind of unorthodoxly good dream unorthodoxically Good dream? I don't even know. A good dream that's out of, you know, the norm um, for me. Because I tend not to have good dreams. Most of my dreams are kind of neutral. So a lot of the time in my dreams, it's just sort of like a setting, a weird setting, and a fairly sizable group. It's usually always a group situation usually school environment um like school people i know from school there um and we'll be like on a different planet we'll be on like venus or something um and literally i hate that i've said literally there but because it's not written written anywhere um but uh yeah my me and my school friends will just like explore venus and kind of there'll be something that's kind of vaguely sinister but not overtly sinister so no one will die or anything um they might just go missing for an hour and then we find them later and it's kind of like what happened to you timmy and he'll be like oh nothing <laughs> and in reality anything could have happened, but i never find out in the dream and i wake up and i'm kind of like oh that's weird and i wonder why I, you know what what me going to ve, uh, ve- vegas I wonder what me going to Venus with my school friends means. Um, You know, nothing, probably. But anyway, this morning I had a good dream. And um, I don't know why, but I was running away. Oh, God's sake. Big yawn. Sorry. I don't know why, but I was running away from, (laughs) like, secret agent, shall we say. I don't know, Um, and um, for some reason I knew to be, I knew that I needed, I knew that I was running away, because I suppose if you're being pursued by a secret agent, they've sort of failed at the first hurdle if you know that you're on the run, (laughs) you know, like, you know, they shouldn't, you know it's not like it goes on the news like rob is rob is now most wanted and we're looking for him like it shouldn't really happen it should always be after the fact but anyway i knew i was being uh i knew i was being uh, chased and there was a well no i knew i was being like it was like in a film where i'm walking in like i was in a shopping centre I want to say somewhere like Accrington, we're talking like I was definitely, definitely in the Northwest, um, in kind of the, you know, the, the deeply troubled, um, former industrial towns. Um, and I was in kind of like a small, old, pointless shopping center that was bustling. So it must've been a weekend and I was kind of walking through the crowd you know, as as happens in these espionage-type films and TV shows, you know, looking around, kind of knowing that there was probably someone watching me. Anyway, I see in the crowd someone sort of out of, you know, out of place, presumably. They were wearing, like, a suit and a hat, and everyone else was wearing trackies. Um, and i then like kind of you know run through the or like try to run through the crowd but i'm too like you know squashed in so i'm sort of like trying to jostle my way through and it's difficult and he's doing the same you know we both notice each other running and it's kind of like a then it's the action sequence so anyway that happens i I remember I run into a different shop, kind of like an aromatherapy type shop, like, you know, um, candles and stuff. And um, it's quite, I I remember that shop was not busy at all. And I like take a few turns in there because it was like a large shop, but not very busy. I take a lot of turns in there and I I end up finding like the emergency escape because in my head, in the dream, I know that um, like emergency escapes are going to be the quickest way out of the building, um, and it got me to this stairwell. So I go into the stairwell, and I go, uh, I go up up the stairs, and it like puts me into a car park, um, and it's one of these like yeah, one of these shopping centre car parks. Everyone's everyone's seen them before tiered system completely made of concrete and i'm in there and um i'm kind of like hiding behind a wall up there looking kind of watching the the door and in the end like no one no one reaches the door because i'd kind of made enough turns and i knew that if i got to the emergency escape quick enough they wouldn't know that i'd got there they would assume i could be anywhere in the uh, the aromatherapy shop (laughs) and uh yeah and i remember i remember in the dream what was really satisfying was i i in my head knew that i'd gotten away with it and i ended up just like like a an ally of mine arrived in the car park and like sort of you know stopped next to me and like i got in and we left and that was it, and it was like successful It was kind of like, you know, a, a good-born sequence So, yeah, that was my dream this morning Don't know why I told you, but there's that Um. Anyway, 21 and a half minutes in So I guess we should do a bibbidi-bobbidi I actually have this thing that I wanted to talk to you about <laughs> It's not a thing, really It's complete and utter bollocks But, you know, you'll find out soon enough Hello, um, I'm here again, and kind of my new vice um, at the moment during lockdown is um, Scrabble. I should have really known earlier, but um, There's obviously an abundance of Scrabble apps on the uh, Google Marketplace. Um, I'm going to withhold the name of the app that I use because I don't want to give them free advertising. They need to pay me the £3 premium that it costs to get a shout-out on this podcast. So, yeah, there's that. But I've got a... I've got a yet to be named scrabble app on my phone that I've been using and I'm pretty much obsessed with it and it's nice to know that all of those years back when I used to go to Darwin and Blackburn and all that when I was a kid every year um in the northwest the grey northwest um Obviously, I'm in the Northwest anyway, like generally from a UK, Englandy point of view. But still, you know, it's the real Northwest or it's at least England's Northwest. Whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, when we would go there, like I pretty much would eat pub lunches, play Scrabble and uh, watch the Ashes. And to be honest, it was a lovely time, simpler times. Um, but yeah, so I've got years of Scrabble under my belt and I enjoy it. Um, and now I've got the app and I'm pretty much obsessed. I've got a game on at all times and generally what happens is people like play throughout the day. So you kind of, you play your move whenever you've got time. So you play a move and you might play your next move in like an hour's time or even longer than that. And, um, it's quite good because it means that you're not like stuck to your phone, but, um, <laughs> you are cons. Well, no, you're not. It's just every time you go to the can or whatever, you, uh, you might have a notification to go play Scrabble. And depending on how quickly you play, uh, you might end up spending five extra minutes on the can. Fortunately, I've been on fire of late. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, I wanted to share that. I used the C word today. It accepted the C word. And when I say the C word, I don't mean crud. Um, yeah. It was, yeah. Um, Anyway, additionally to that, um, it is probably also worth saying I, I've not been not using social media, so I am still kind of wasting my time scrolling through Facebook, which I thought I didn't do, but... I must do. Um, obviously, I found the, um, the coffee fiend that I showed you last week, uh, Mr. Hoffman, I believe it was. Um, this week, what i found is um, there's fairly good technology out there that kind of morphs people's faces into um, the opposite sex so um i'm pretty sure i did it on myself one time to see if i was an attractive female and i'm not unfortunately i i had a sneaky suspicion i thought i might be a beautiful woman um it turns out i'm not which is a real shame um you know, and part of me would think like, you know, if I was a beautiful woman, then maybe I'd kind of reconsider certain things because I'd love to live life as a beautiful lady. But you know, just to see what it's like, I guess. But I'll never get that. Unfortunately, I guess my my facial structure is just unfortunate in general. Um, I mean, it says a lot that apparently I'm a better looking man than I am a female, and, and I'm not much to look at as a guy. Um, so yeah, there's that. But anyway, um, that that similar technology has been used on Premier League football managers. So um, I've got all of the pictures here. I think it's all of them. If not, it's a it's no it's a notable sum of them. Um, and what I'm going to go, what I'm going to do is talk about the Premier League managers. Um, eligibility for um, my bachelorship if they were females so whether I would take them on a date so firstly we have Mikel Arteta the Arsenal manager so he is as a, as a man he's a kind of a distinguished looking Spaniard um, kind of dark features, great hairline to be fair now I'm looking at it um, perfect teeth as well. a rich man. Um, also sneakily looks like a kind of a young Saudi prince without a beard. so uh, that's kind of the giveaway that he's not a Saudi. Um, but yeah as a female he kind of looks like a like a nice uh, weather presenter would be how i'd describe it kind of a smiley face um, as i mentioned perfect teeth um, general looks after himself um, on both sides of the corner a slim man and also slim lady um, so i feel like you know as sad as it is i often find that with the with the with the with the weather men and ladies Uh, they kind of often will go for figures that are worth um, or either don't get in the way or are worth looking at. Um, Like you never see an absolutely massive fat weatherman (laughs) because he'd just get in the way of Cumbria, wouldn't he? Um, But uh, maybe maybe that's what we need, a giant fat weatherman whose whole hand just covers Scotland um as he's kind of showing the weather front that's hitting northern ireland maybe that's maybe that's the future of tv um in any case michel arteta or michelle arteta i've made that up on the spot Uh, this is all free content for you um yeah looks like a looks like a nice weather presenter um Secondly here, we've got the Aston Villa manager, whose name I can't remember. It's not Chris Wilder. It's Chris Wilder's brother, <laughs> the one, The other one. Um, what was he called? Dean Smith, that's it. Oh, your name's so generic, Dean Smith. Dean Smith, Aston Villa manager, looks like a hmm looks like looks like a a very professional lady um like like a distinct like a lady who's had a distinguished career in finance for she left school at 16 and started from the bottom and has worked in the same firm for years, for her whole career, and she's now in a distinguished position, kind of head of faculty um, in in her firm. Very respected, very warm, a very warm lady. Um, someone that you want to work for um, because she looks after hers. She looks after her own, but she, you know she's feisty. She'll get you if, uh, if you if you go after her. That's Dean Smith. Mr. The most generic name of all time. Here's an interesting one. Graham Potter of Brighton & Hove Albion. Um, truth be told, he's a weird man anyway, because his whole managerial career is odd, his trajectory. I believe he managed in Europe before he managed in England. Made that up. I don't even know, but I'm pretty sure he did manage in Europe. Um, just wanted to sound like I know my football, you know, really well. I used to, but I just, you know, figured it says, you know, it's useless. Um, but yeah, Graham Potter as a female is an interesting one because as a man, he ain't really that much to look at. I think for him as a man, I don't want to be harsh here because I'm going to have to shave my own head completely at some stage soon. But I think he'd benefit from really looking after his hair. He's rich enough; I don't think he's got any excuse. I think he could do with a, a nice, tight crew cut. Leave a bit on top to play with. Get get the back and sides all off. Anyway, as a female, he doesn't have that problem, and he actually. Of all of them, he's a bit of a dark horse. Um, I'm not quite sure what profession she would have. I think she would, she would be um, uh, kind of in a form of administration role, possibly a secretary um, or a marketing, maybe a marketing manager for Graham Potter. Um, Anyway, next in line, and this is an easy shout, uh, Sean Dyche, gross, as a lady, um, looks like one of, I don't really remember, but looks like, if you consider the really rough characters that appear in Emmerdale... (laughs) Which is a weird show. I don't even know what Emmerdale is anymore, but I remember I used to watch it a lot for some reason, I guess because everyone else in my family did, and that was what we did. You'd just watch TV, and you'd get lucky with, um, you know, The Simpsons being on 6 p.m., Channel 4, and then it would just be downhill from there. Um, and, yeah, Sean Dice looks like, as a lady, looks like the rough farmer's wife in Emmersdale in Emmerdale. and yeah awful really awful um okay next frank lampard who just got sacked today god rest his soul um as a female beautiful (laughs) he looks like a supermodel um he's not even a bad looking guy but i think most of why he looks good as a guy is because he's in very good shape i'm um, as a as a lady beautiful this is strange um next in line roy hodgson <laughs> roy hodgson bless him is an old man who to be fair to him is still making a serious amount of money and um you know for for a job that he probably shouldn't have um As a lady, I feel like he, the lady version of himself probably is involved in a lot of charity work. Um, Has a kind exterior, but I think there's a kind of waspiness there. I think she's the type of person to snitch definitely on small infringements of the law um yeah slightly disappointed in mrs roy hodgson next in line we've got carlo ancelotti um a distinguished italian gentleman um uh yeah highly respected and as a female good (laughs) good um I mean, granted, he's 60-something, so his female version is also 60-odd. But I reckon Mrs. Carlo Ancelotti, Carla Ancelotti, back in her prime, probably when she was 35, would have been a real piece of something. A real, uh, you know, someone who wouldn't look twice at me. Um... And next in line, we've got Scott Parker, who is obviously most famous for being the third and mystery member of the Streets. Um, as a female, looks like a kind of English rose actor, actress, actor, um, and. Kind of, it's so cut from a sort of Kira Knightley, Sienna Miller cloth, not quite as uh, you know knock your socks off, um, beautiful, but has that intriguing kind of something about him. So that's um, Scott Parker, Scott Scott scoped Scarlet Parker, yeah. Can't really do that. <laughs> Marcelo Bielsa, old South American freak who squats for ninety minutes every weekend. Um as a female, I mean, he's kind of I think he wears his own look as a as a man quite well. As a female, looks like a <sighs> looks like the supply teacher, the one the one supply teacher you really don't ever want to get um ruthless with the rules, hands out after school detentions all over the chippy for such, you know, tiny infringements on on the laws and rules set by the <laughs> the law set by the school. The rules set by the school. Um yeah, waspy. Goes in with a bad attitude, and once 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 she's decided she doesn't like you, that's it. You're done. And really, all you can do once she's decided that is, you just sort of have to work with it. You just have to get your head down and kind of get by. Because truthfully, yeah, we all like a, we all mess around a bit, and you know sometimes you step over the line, and you get an after-school, but you know you don't want it over and over again so but but she she wants it over and over again not sure why there must be a tragedy behind it but yeah that's marcella bielsa um brendan rogers brenda rogers um a bit like the man himself really the female version of brendan rogers um looks like she's had a lot of work done Um, puckered lips lost a bit of weight brendan has to be fair to him and so that's um you know that's obviously a positive but um yeah a lot of effort in a lot of work done and a bit like brendan's managerial career it's kind of you can kind of respect the work put in, but it's just not, you know, I'm not quite sure he's got it. And the same applies to his female version. Um, okay. So we now have Jurgen Klopp. Um, I can't think of a female name, Jurga Hilda Klopp, whatever. Um, She is an interesting one, looks like a, looks quite mean actually. Um, Looks like, so I mentioned before, I think it was Dean Smith being in the finance sector, quite distinguished, started from from the bottom, age 16, kind of rags to riches type setup. Jurgen Klopp's female counterpart looks like, a, a director of a company kind of a it's the glasses I think for me and but there's a sternness and obviously Jurgen Klopp's a tall man so she would be an equally tall lady I'd like to well, I'd say I'd like to think I imagine she'd be about six foot um, and she'd wear heels as well so she'd be domineering um, yeah not yeah, not. I don't get great vibes from female Jurgen Klopp. I'm a bit... I sort of want to move on. <laughs> uh, next we have uh, Pep Guardiola, who's a handsome man, probably the most handsome in the Premier League if we're talking managers. Um, he's mental, though, it's worth saying. And um, yeah, female version of him, beautiful. As you kind of imagine, I think that's there's a bit of a theme there, the, sort of, the Spaniards, good-looking ladies as well, dark features. Um, I mean, they've given her loads of hair, and obviously he's got none, um, but I suppose it sort of weirdly doesn't seem to affect women. I'm not quite sure why hair loss doesn't affect women. I'll need to do some Googling. I probably should have prepared that, but yeah. Um, yeah, female Pep is a good-looking lady but i think her prime would have been when she was slightly younger so she would have been 25 23 to 25 um yeah and i don't know now she's settled down she's had kids and um she's just a lovely she's a a, a loving mama mama mother and uh, i i absolutely despise when people say mama actually. Like, New mama, mama, shut up, mum, mother, you move on, we're English, we're not American, please don't use that word, um, but yeah, Pep Guardiola as a woman's had a couple of kids, um, great mother, stay at home, and yeah, just, you know, and probably an amazing cook, definitely an amazing cook, and really knows great wine, um, now here's an interesting one. of Solshire, as a female, as a male, looks like a like a like a halfling, looks like a hobbit who's a normal sized person. Because I think of Solshire is probably like I don't know five ten something like that. I, he seems like a normal height, maybe slightly shorter, possibly even six foot. I don't even know, but yeah, he's kind of but he's got the halfling. Thing to him, he's kind of pixie ish. He's got, a, yeah, he's sort of weird in his facial features, he's just not intimidating at all. Um, uh, but as a lady, she's got that Nordic, um, that Nordic charm. Uh, I don't can't quite figure what she does, she's probably a swimmer like an Olympic-level swimmer, or no, no, she's not. She's a skier. She's a downhill skier who um, obviously goes to the Winter Olympics. So she's kind of a bit of a niche. Um, she's got like a niche Instagram following of, of men like me who are simping for her. Because um, Ole Solskjaer as a female is really rather good. Um, Yeah, burst onto the scene at the age of 23 in her first Winter Olympics and now is kind of the the figurehead of downhill skating in uh, Norway. So we now have, um, God, there's there's quite a few left. We now have Steve Bruce, dinner lady. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow, Chris Wilder mrs wilder um yeah ratty ratty teacher um kind of primary school um shouty quick to shout short temper hates certain boys certain naughty boys hates them and shout so quickly um definitely one to confiscate the football at lunch, yeah, that's female Chris Wilder. Now we have the clop of the Alps, Ralph Hassenhudl, um whose female counterpart um, looks like the, um, the strong-willed uh, female protagonist in... Kind of a Nordic slash Scottish medieval war movie. um Like I could see them playing Boudicca or um, or like a female brave heart. I think there was a film called Brave, wasn't there? Like an animated film, Brave. Um, I've not seen it. It kind of looks cool, but whatever. I'm 25. I don't really watch Pixar. Maybe I'd, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, Ralph Hassan who definitely looks like a female protagonist to a war film. Um, <laughs> the next one, Jose, Jose Mourinho. I think it is Jose. Jose. Um, tw- uh, yeah, and a bit like the man himself. His prime years are past, her prime years are past. Handsome, good looking, but um yeah. Yeah, yeah. Prime years are past. She was she was the uh the new thing on the block back in 2004, But you know, it's 2021 now and obviously beggars can be choosers, so it's uh, Rich coming from me, but I think um yeah, Mrs. Mourinho. Um yeah, Prime is prime is over and done with, and unfortunately, and a bit like the man himself hasn't quite found you know a a place to settle a home and in reality it's kind of a bit of a tragedy so um yeah i'm sorry to sorry to see what's happened to mrs Mourinho, but hopefully hopefully things work out for her um we now have we come to sam allardyce samantha allardyce um, a known lover of gravy and um This is an odd one. Um, Doesn't look good, of course, it's worth saying that. Has a mole on the side of her head, which they've added, which I quite like. Um, Obviously nothing wrong with moles, but whatever. (sighs) Noteworthy. Um, Yeah. Uh, I think Miss Samantha Allardyce is a lady who she's that older lady who's in the pub every every friday saturday sunday um and there's a story everyone kind of has a story about her and it's kind of and it's all weird and it's it's kind of to do with taxidermy of cats and stuff she might she you know she's had 20 cats in her lifetime and they're all taxidermied in the living room that type of thing that's kind of the vibe that i'm getting from from Samantha Allardyce, um, someone that you would avoid at all costs. We have David Moyes here, <coughs> second to last. Tough to tell on David Moyes, I feel like. I feel like Mrs Moyes here is a... Um, a doctor. I think she's very reassuring um i think because i i quite like the scottish i think the scottish accent on a professional person is a very soothing um reassuring voice it's one i want to hear um so i am f- getting that vibe from mrs Moy's, i think um yeah, very experienced in the game, trustworthy, yeah. Someone someone who, yeah, probably doesn't get the props that she deserves, like the NHS and David Moyes, um, you know, combined. And lastly, we have Nuno Espirito Santo, who they've had to do a lot of work with, because obviously he's got a giant beard and no hair. So they've basically just taken a random picture of a normal um, Portuguese lady who's about 40, who, to be fair, is pretty good looking. And I imagine in the summers, she visits vineyards and crushes grapes um, in kind of like floral dresses with her friends and it's all quite nice and it's something that we can't relate to because we're english um yeah that's the vibe i'm getting from nuno mrs nuno mrs santo yeah so that was fun that was that's the type of thing i do on the weekend when um when i'm when there's nothing else to do just find weird stuff on facebook so there was that. Oh, God, time is running out. And, yeah, so I suppose at that, um, I'm just going to have to say thanks for listening as normal and um, tell your friends because there's loads of these now. It's a big back catalogue for people to listen to. And, um, yeah. I'll be here next week, as ever. There might be a bonus, there may not. Don't, Don't hold out your hopes, but there'll definitely be something this time next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Be kind to yourself, be kind to other people, and I will see you next time.